Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to another episode of What Why, but this is something a bit different. It's a condensed version. It's our favourite conversations about tricky subjects, revisited and reduced into bite-sized chunks. Hello and welcome to another episode of But Why. I'm joined by Darren Crocker. Darren is six years in recovery from gambling and has since set up a gambling addiction support and awareness group. In this episode, we discuss Darren's first experiences of gambling, how it's intrinsically linked to sport, the moment when his habit began to move from just a habit into an addiction and a problem for him, seeking help and the process of recovery. We look at the misconceptions around gambling, how it's often glamorised, and also importantly, how we educate our children about gambling and try and safeguard them from falling into these type of habits. My conversation with Darren was so frank and so warm. It taught me a lot and made me really reconsider things, particularly over the last period of the Football World Cup. But rather than me telling you what it's like, why don't we get cracking and listen to this week's episode? Here we go. So let's get straight into it. Tell me a bit about yourself. Um, we're here to talk about gambling. So tell me where you're at now in relation to gambling and also, I guess, where you've been in terms of your experience of gambling. Yeah, so I'm uh, six years before I bet now. And where I've been, okay, where have I not been? <laughs> I've been trying to unpick this uh, recently because I think the more, you know, the more self-reflection I have, especially in my childhood, the more... I realised that probably the writing was on the wall for me that I might have had a, an issue with gambling uh, growing up. Um, you know, growing up, so my old man played football, so we used to go and watch a lot of the football the weekends and, and whatnot. And I used to look up to a lot of the boys there. So, you know, and they'd all be handing out betting slips and coupons and, and, and all the rest of it and pools and things. And I would go and hand out all the slips and take the money in and be fascinated with the, you know, spot the ball competition and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And then you'd be sitting in the pub afterwards and all the lads would be looking for their, their bets coming through. And I was really, really fascinated by how it worked and what they were doing. But, you know, even at an early age, I recognised that I was a kid that was hanging about the claw machines and hanging about the bandits and, and really allured to, to that. And I've got very vivid memories of winning prizes. And Have you? Whatnot. Yeah. And um, things were relatively fine for me because growing up, in going in the bookies, the bookies were just for putting on a bet at the weekend. You know, it's not like I was going to sit in there and put horses on all day and whatnot. It was you go in sometimes with your friends on the weekend. You get a bookie slip. You put your teams on. It was a ridiculous bet that you didn't think you were going to win. You'd be on your way. You'd sit in the pub. Your your bet inevitably doesn't come in, and uh, you scrunch it up and you you go on with your evening. Yeah. Well in control uh, until the FOBTs uh, started getting installed in the bookie. So that's your, your fixed odd betting terminals. They're your big flashy machines with slots, mm-hmm. roulette, and all the rest of it. It went from me going at the bookies once in the weekend to spending time and hours in the bookies, just piling 
cash after cash into the uh, How into old the would you have been then? Oh, 18, 19, something like that. But I was in the bookies well before that. But yeah. 18, 19 is when I, I really started. Um, it was becoming problematic at that time. It, it really spiraled um, over the course of a year or two where um, I would just go in the bookies, play the FOBTs, not even putting on sports bets anymore. And then I'd go home and I'd continue into the night. So that's on my laptop and then just... And if anything you could possibly think of, I had countless um, gambling sites open and I had roulette, obviously, it's the name of my page. That's mm-hmm. that's the one that really did the most uh, amount of damage to me. Um, so I, and then, I, I don't know where do you want me to go from there. Yeah, carry on, carry on. I'm just enjoying listening to you, even though it's a tragic story. You know what I mean? I'm thinking, telling it really well. Um, and then I think... The, there was a few things. I'll, I'll kind of go on to how I, yeah. how I got on top of things and we can maybe pick, pick something apart. But, yeah. um, there was a day where I blew five grand online in roulette where I was putting 500 pound spins just on black or red. And I, 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 that, that was like, I'd done it before, um, but I'd never done it to that extent. Mm-hmm. And the, it was, I think, a gambler's mindset is so misunderstood because it, you know it, it, when you get to that point, when you're over that threshold and you're you're past that point, you, you're not gambling to to win money. You're gambling as a as a need. It's a necessity. Mm-hmm. You are just in a you've, you're in a complete funk and you've rewired your brain, and all you can think of and all you can do is gamble, and you will continue doing it all day every day despite the consequences. And that night, I, I gambled five grand and. The very next morning, I went down to the bank to try and close my account, basically, and try and rescue that money in a panic. Because once it's gone, it's gone. And mm. actually, when you when you're you're in that moment, you you don't realise it. You're in a very dark place, and you're very numb to your emotions. And mm. then then it kind of hits you later on. It's like a wave that comes later. Mm. And uh, the, the the bank teller he says, you know, I, I can't really move your money around. You've got quite a few transactions here that are pending. He swung the screen around and had a look and it was just a really bad reading from top to bottom mm. of, of Ben transactions. Some I couldn't remember. And, you know, this is quite clear that the thousands, that five grand really stuck out to me. And uh, yeah, that day I went home and told told my girlfriend and it's just the pressure. I was keeping it to myself for so long mm. and uh, told her and that was, uh, that was, that was the first bottom. step of moving on. Uh, you know, I can only suspect that it does get usually get tied up with other things. This, there's off, you know, these things don't exist in isolation, like you with the ADHD or, yeah, um, mental health issues, depression, anxiety. These are, yeah, these tend to all come past and past with each other. But it's, that is the fundamental problem isn't it if you're already in a bad place and then just thinking there is no obvious pathway to helping myself with this and and you mentioned them earlier but um ga gamblers and what are they called Gam- gamblers, gamblers Anonymous. yeah that you know that's also a good place to start and i imagine they've got for family of, of gamblers they've got one for alcohol which is alanon but what is it there is also gammonon yeah too yeah so because you know this is often of course affects the families as much as it it does the person who's in who's struggling as well and you you need it's a kind of a group effort isn't it to absolutely um when i told my girlfriend thankfully she's my wife now so she's yeah Yeah, um it was like i dropping a bomb off in the house was it because yeah because we're it's of all things that you could think of that could break the trust in a relationship 
just to throw gambling into the mix there, which she didn't. She knew I gambled, but she doesn't know anyone. She, she um, she's German, and, and at the time in Germany, she didn't know anyone to the gamble. Gambling, online really? gambling, yeah, gambling online was just not a thing at that time. Or if it was, it was in its very, very early stages. Mm. And there, there's no bookies. You'll get them there, but you'd have to look very, very hard for yeah, them. Yeah, but here it's... Yeah, and then she thought coming to the UK, it's like, well, everybody gambles. That's what they do. It's a part of the culture. This is part of the problem, isn't it? So yeah. part of the culture, you can't go and watch a sport without putting a bet on and all the rest of the, the you know, the, the jargon that the gambling industry pushes on you. And uh, sorry, I'm sounding really bitter, but it's no, just the fact I'm in, know... I'm, in, I'm in this world constantly and it's like... No, no, you know, it's, it's true because if we all think about even like your small local town, mm-hmm. there's always a bookies. And, absolutely. and, you know, of course I can walk past that and it, and it means nothing, but it's just like, it's absolutely bonkers when you think about it, isn't it? Of course. And then so to, to tell her and tell her the problem with gambling she had, Firstly, she had no idea. And secondly, um, she didn't know how to help. And mm. I didn't know how to offer her help either. Mm. And we, we saw her, and she, in all, I mean, she was very supportive, but she wanted, she didn't trust me because we had to, you know, we were looking to buy a house. And how can I trust you with money? And you know, how can I trust you with a joint card and all the rest of things? Mm. So I'd have to sort of, um, she would check in with me from time to time and, and say, and she'd ask you find it very difficult to ask me the question if I'm still gambling, but I completely mm. understood why she had to ask it. Yeah. Um, and we're at the stage now where I, we're completely French, she's completely in with what I'm doing and um, she's com- completely on board. And there's no secrets when it comes to this. If I, if I was to ever be tempted to gamble, I would tell her. I would tell yeah. her anyway. Um, thankfully, that's, that's not happened. Two questions off, off gambling, but to tie it back to like the inspiration for this podcast. So I always say... This is inspired by two things. Number one, one of my favorite, favorite traits in people, which is honesty. And I want to know what's your favorite trait in people and what is your best trait or the tra- the trait you like most about yourself? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, start answering that. What's my favorite trait in people? Um, did you say honesty? Honesty is my favorite. Is that yeah? Well, I mean, it'd be a bit of a cop up for me to say honesty now, but I do appreciate it. when I do appreciate when people are straight talking and just tell yeah. you how it is. I hate dancing around stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like I like when people are transparent and honest mm-hmm. and just be themselves as much as they can. And uh, I guess on the flip side for me, it's the fact that I can see that in people now and, and actually try and see the bigger picture because for for the longest time, I because I was so wrapped up in myself. I had no appreciation for just, you know, social anxiety and uh, mm. people being uh, worried about stuff or things going on in their lives or uh, all the rest of it. And, and it was so easy to just just the way yeah. I grew up and yeah, the way I grew up and the way I, I thought about life. And I was very sort of close minded about a lot of things. I think um, I need to give myself credit for um working on that and, and having honest conversations with everyone and, and not yeah. just the, the people that will agree with me and, and no. that, you know it's, that's 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 a skill in itself to learn so it is and it's a, it's a gift but it's not easy it's like oh yeah i live for honest conversations but you have to also be prepared when they come back at you with some brutal honesty about yourself you're like all oh, right yeah okay i gotta gotta take it as well as give it out thank you so much for such a, a, a really educational but also like yeah you did exactly what i want people to do which is open up and and be honest so it's amazing thank you so much thanks for having me on cheers it's been a pleasure